0: Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm.
1: Welcome to episode 107 of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I am hosting solo today, Laura is not able to make it, but we are joined by Wesley Toller and Stacy Metcalf. Welcome to the shit show.
2: I feel so welcome.
1: Uh, so um, one thing I figured we'd talk about a little bit today. Um, during my leave of absence for having a kid, uh, Wesley, you competed and Amy and Stacy handled you, correct? That is correct. So you guys want to yeah. talk about that? Just how that went? Um, I know Stacy's been kind of handling uh, lifters with me a little bit here and there. Um, but you, I believe that was your first. So, well, no, it's not your, was that your first solo meet with, uh, without me, or did you do a meet without me before?
2: So my very first meet was before I had a coach, Got my coach. Okay. So, so I, that was the I was going solo, And I was, that was also, I was coming back from injury then. So, I mean, it was, I had low expectations for that meet, uh, but this past meet, honestly, Josh, I don't mean this to offend you, but it was a fantastic meet. The handling was awesome. Stacy and Amy both just did a great job and made me really feel at ease when I needed to be and hyped me up when I needed to be. And yeah, honestly, 10 out of 10 when it comes to handling. I really enjoyed myself.
1: So yeah, so you went eight for nine. You hit a PR total, um, PR bench and PR deadlift, um, but you missed your opening squat. How did that happen? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's a great question. Uh, so I missed it on depth, um, which doesn't surprise you having seen my trading videos. But yeah, honestly, in the warm-up ring, it was looking great. Like the depth was there, and then when I went for my first step, I maybe got hyped up a little too much or a little too little. I don't know what happened, but I I just missed it. So it was a little demoralizing to start, but.
1: You like how we're talking about all the PRs, like it was a great meet, 10 out of 10. Hey, how about this little thing you screwed up on? Let's talk about that.
2: <laughs> uh, it's the failures that I remember most. No, it was nice to get that out of the way early on because it kind of sobered me up a little bit. And then I was able to kind of get my head in the game and, and kind of roll from there. But but yeah, not a great way to start, but it was uh, my next two attempts were went smoothly. And I think maybe just routinely now I might just ask for whoever's handling just to tell me to go down and then shout when I go up. And then that'll that'll mean that, especially in the first attempt when I'm, when I'm freaking out of the uh, kind of that guide. So.
1: Is, is that what they did on the second and third? Did they give you-
2: yeah. I can't, I can't actually remember whether Amy did it on my first, I think she maybe didn't. Um, I mean, if she didn't, it's because I didn't ask her to um, I don't, I don't recall, but, uh, but yeah, I think definitely the, the, the last two, that was the case. Yeah.
1: And Stacey, you, so you handled lifters at, uh, kind of, what meet was it? Was it military
0: nationals? Military nationals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you were kind of handling cause I was spotting and loading and so was James. So you were kind of right. running the show there. Right. Um, what's it, what's it like handling, uh, handling lifters and being on the other side of it?
0: Yeah. Um, everybody's different. Uh, that's like everybody handles it different and then everybody's you can always you can kind of see in their eyes that they're nervous and just kind of going along what helps me what doesn't help me um just kind of getting excited excited with them as well uh, but it's it's definitely harder handling than it is competing so yeah it's, it's a while i mean Anytime that I've ever done it, whether it's been by myself or, or with a bunch of people, it's, it's always been very exhausting. But it's, it's fun. It's fun seeing the other side of it and getting excited with the lifter.
1: Agreed. Uh, any other thoughts on the meat overall, either of you?
0: I thought Westwood's a handle, actually, just because he um, he's easy to calm down. You just kind of chit-chat with him and kind of get his mind off of everything. And then kind of like you said, when it's ready to go, just yell at him and he gets hyped up and he gets focused and ready. And so I thought it was really easy.
2: I think the real secret plus of handling me is that I bring Sarapach Kids. So that you didn't mention that, but I just wanted to drop that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stacey, though. I, uh, Yeah, it's if, it, if it's a, a group of people that I really enjoy being around anyways, and, and I know that they're lifters and they know it's like the Gothermie performance it, uh, I think perfect handling team. I already said that, but
1: yeah. And from my standpoint, like I'm super pumped to hear that because, you know, it always ends up being a situation at some point where we have a bunch of lifters doing a meet and I can't coach everybody myself. Right. So we got to be able to, to help coach each other. And I think the more that people get involved on that side of it, uh, the better it ends up being for everybody too. So, uh so from that standpoint i appreciate uh stacy and amy doing that because um you guys are well amy or stacy you've already been on the list you know that um but apparently amy's now on the list too of uh
0: on the list vol- she's on
1: the- <laughs> yeah she's on, on the
2: good list. list on the good list
1: yeah of course <laughs> got it
2: yeah all right um uh, so just one more th- comment there too so i actually got photographs this time from the from the meat photographer, and the fo- the most fun I had looking like, at those pictures was watching Amy and Stacy cheering in the background. It was like just to see them get hyped. Just like it really kind of warmed my heart. So that's great, especially on that last deadlift attempt. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Uh, cool. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our top five TV show intros. We are in round two of the tournament. We have some results, so uh, I'll just run down through them real quick. And both of you. As of right now, are still in the tournament um, yeah. pending, pending pending the results here that I'm about to read. Um, but congratulations on on uh, I can't even say making it to round two because both of you started with the bye week. Yeah,
0: um,
1: I didn't make I didn't even make it to round two, uh, but you both <laughs> you both started in round two. So congratulations. Um, that, what, that's a big accomplishment. Anyway, that's that, that's like going to be in your Instagram bio. Made it to round two. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll run through real quick. Um, our first matchup was Eric Cordero against Andrew Cargill. Uh, Andrew actually moves on uh, to round three. Uh, Amy Pancake against Wade Johnson. Amy ousted Wade. So Amy moves on. Stacy against Michelle Carlassio. Stacy, congratulations. You're in round three, 57% to 43 Don Dotson uh, moves on, 83% to 17% against Cameron Barilo. So, sorry, Cam. Uh, she, she beat you pretty bad there. Um, Chris Peterson, this Battle of Nebraska here. Chris Peterson uh, moves on over Bonica Brown. Laura Sturm moves on over Amy Hutchison. Cindy Yeager uh, moves on over Kenya Cauldron. And Wesley Toller moves on over Joe House. Congratulations. You're both in round three. All right. First reactions, Wesley.
2: uh You know, it was a close race. race i just like to say that I have nothing but respect for my opponent. And um let's just
1: see what, what changes we can make with the, the leverage we got now. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly the response I was
0: expecting. Stace, your first thoughts. My first thought is just woohoo. Um, I love my fans, they're the best. I, I hope they continue to support me throughout this race so I want 10%. I want to try. I'm looking for the, for the whim. I, uh, I
1: will be cheering for both of you from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our round three matchups actually will look like this. Um, uh, the number two – so I didn't explain the seating. I, I did a while back, but basically everybody that's participated in one of these before – they got the top seat like that ranked one through 10 or however many people competed before. And then everybody else was like 11 through however many were left. And then I just randomly, uh, randomly sorted them. So that's how uh, people got their initial rankings. So basically, um, everybody that's left is, was ranked in the top eight, except for Andrew Cargill. He was ranked number 16, but he just upset uh number one, Eric Cordero in round two. So heartbreak. Uh, heartbreak yeah the seedings actually mean nothing but uh that's just how you know you gotta gotta have rankings for fun uh so anyway um round three amy pancake will be against andrew cargill uh oh stacy and wesley i didn't even realize this you two are actually against each other next week oh well
2: i'm not gonna vote for you this time stacy it's gonna be like 50 percent each the only people that vote for us is ourselves
1: yeah (laughs) uh don Dotson against cindy And then Chris Peterson will be against Laura Sturm. So this is funny because I put this together right before we got on here and I just did it all by the the seedings, like the highest seed always competes against the lowest seed each round. So I just did it by the seedings and copied and pasted the names with it. Didn't even look at it. I didn't even realize you two are against each other next week. That's perfect.
0: It's not perfect.
1: I mean, for this episode, it is. So, all right. How about this? Uh, each of you give your 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 main argument for why people should vote for you on Saturday.
2: I'll defer to Stacy.
1: All right, Stacy, your your best argument for why people should vote for you over Wesley.
0: Oh, so you're, uh, well, Wesley always has the best argument. So, um, yeah, I don't know, because I've got a good list. Everybody knows my list. You're going to know. I mean, when you look at the, the list, you're going to automatically know what those songs are and and so it may not have been the best show may not have been your favorite show but you're going to know those songs so i think i have the best wish i have the best fans out there my better than Westwood's.
1: awesome hey i want to do this i'm gonna throw a curveball here so i'm gonna let each of you make your argument and then i am going to translate what i think that means so what i think stacy's saying is it's very clear that her list is better than Wesley's however Wesley has more fluff with how he's how he's uh making arguments and things that it makes it appear better than it really is that's that's my interpretation of that Wesley your I, argument
2: <laughs> um I agree that my uh my defense is verbose <laughs> I um I think that really comes down to individual preference and what people are familiar with and what resonates with them in terms of music so I think if people like Stacey's list better, they should vote for it. If you like mine better, they should vote for it. If you haven't seen the shows in either of the list, check the theme on the side and see if you like it. And um, if you like it, vote for it. I definitely put a lot of thought into my reasoning, but that's not on the list. So no one really cares about it at this stage.
1: So translation, um, I, I don't really want to walk into the conflict here. I'm going to sidestep it and basically give the politically correct answer uh, that will resonate with people as a reasonable response um, to hopefully gain your vote going forward. Thank you.
2: You're just a warmonger, Josh. You're just like stirring up strife between brothers.
1: You know, it's what it's what we do. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so voting is going to be on Saturday for round three. I really want
2: uh, free stuff. I really want free stuff. Okay, vote for mine.
1: Yeah, it's a $50 gift card from 110%. They got good supplements, apparel, all kinds of good stuff. So definitely vote at PL Ballads Podcast on Instagram on Saturday. All right. Uh, normally, Laura is the one that like keeps us moving and on task, so I'm trying to do my best here. Uh, we're going to move on to the powerlifting situation. I'm going to let both of you answer this, and I'm not going to even chime in. So, Stacy, I'm going to ask you first. Uh, here's the situation. You long ago promised your training partner that you would coach them at their first meet. Your training partner surprises you and registers for a meet that happens to fall on the same day as another friend's surprise birthday party that you had planned to attend. What do you do?
0: This person already registered, like right? They paid their money. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess if I made a promise a long time ago, I'm gonna have to do that one and kind of hope that the birthday party is maybe later in that evening or happens on a different day. But um, promise, promise if I, if I did that earlier, then I think I have to honor that. It's going to be tough though. Cool.
1: Wesley.
2: I think I mostly agree. I mean, if, if, Unless I made a, a different promise to attend the birthday party. And then at that point, I'd have to decide. If I was hosting the surprise birthday party, that would also be a different issue. I'd have to I'd have to talk with Life right and kind of let them know what the situation is. But I think in general, if you can keep your promises, that's you should always keep your promises. And if it's a good friend, too, I would want to be there for the first meet. So it would be a rewarding experience for us, probably, hopefully. Or I could just do a horrible job handling them. Because I'm not Stacy, So
0: can
1: let's change this what if it was what if it was your mother or grandmother's 75th birthday surprise party
0: i would never surprise birthday party for my mom we don't do surprises in our family <laughs> so that would not be a problem
1: well
2: That's not an answer though. (laughs) This is like my friend. This is like my friend. I was talking about the trolley problem. I'm not sure if you're all familiar with that problem. It's basically like, what if you had to pick between two awful scenarios, which one would you choose?
1: Give me an example.
2: Uh, So you're on a, you're on a trolley and there is a person at the end of the trolley, or let's say there's three people at the end of the trolley um, line, but you have the choice to pull a lever and switch the track to instead go and hit one person instead of three. So do you do nothing and have three people be harmed or do you do something, choose actively to harm another to save others? That's one formulation. There are many options, but then my friend gets around it just by saying that normally you can get your way out of a trolley problem by thinking about it more carefully. (laughs) And in that case, Stacey is that friend in this scenario.
1: (laughs) So going back to that specific question, Like so, there's no option to like hit the brakes or, or anything like that. Like it has, you have to choose one or the other.
2: In this particular formulation, you have you have to choose.
1: Is the injury level equal to the three versus the one for each individual, or is like can you or or is it that you injure three or kill one?
2: Yeah, it's um, it really depends on how you set the problem. But let's say for the sake of argument here, we set it up where either three people die or one person dies.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think you definitely. Make sure you kill three instead of one.
2: And then you can make more. Th- I mean, yeah, well, but then you can make it even more difficult. Like you've got like, like three puppies and two, I don't know, puppies is a bad example. I just don't like to use the example of actual people because it feels
1: wrong. So either, either you didn't catch my joke or you just think that I'm a terrible person, Wesley, because you <laughs> I just got the, totally ignored I, that.
2: Oh, I caught the joke.
1: Oh, it just wasn't funny. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, like you actually like, how do you answer it? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Yeah. I mean, my real answer is like I would I would one hundred percent switch it and kill one person if that was the only option.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like maybe that makes me a terrible person, but I, I would do that.
2: I mean, the best option is one which you can kill everyone, right? So,
1: <laughs> right, of course. That was not- <laughs> But but literally, if it's like A or B, like you kill three or you kill one, I think you make the choice to to save as many lives as you can.
2: It's the lesser of two evils.
1: But it's not. But but I guess you know maybe the argument people are looking at is like. If you do nothing, technically you didn't kill them, right? But if right. you actively switch it, then you actually made the decision to kill somebody. So that, that that could, I don't know. I still think I still think you have to like do what you can to minimize death, right? Right. If you're if you're in a position, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
2: This is actually okay. I'm. This is too totally late. Sidetracking. There is a famous case, a cannibalism case, that actually people had to think about this: how to judge people based on it. You can cut all this out of the podcast if you nope, want. Nope, this is
1: no. This is the this is the this is the main main thing that's going to be entertaining. So go. I want to hear. Okay.
2: This. All right. All right. So here, the, the story was that there was actually people that were um, that the ship went down and they were stuck in a boat on the seas and they were faced with the um, faced with basically death. Um, they were starving. One person was injured, and then they made the decision to kill that person. Uh, so that they could have something to eat and then i don't actually remember what ended up happening but like what ended up happening is their lives were saved by sacrificing another Uh, so that's kind of like a practical example of you do something rather than nothing in that case it's for your own benefit not for the benefit of others so it's a slightly different scenario i mean
1: yes or yes and no because there's other people on the boat with you that would also benefit right
2: Right. True. That
1: that is that is a um, that is a tougher question. Like,
2: yeah, and I think one way to resolve the quandary is you can always choose to sacrifice yourself if
1: that's an option. True. Yeah, so. that's true.
2: But don't. I I've not been in that boat so. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Whoa!
2: <laughs> not yet.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, that was a fun detour. Um. So, circling back, <laughs> the uh. So if it was changed to. Um, your mother or grandmother's seventy-fifth birthday. Would you go to the meet like you promised, or go to the surprise birthday party? I would say
2: uh, I would say this: if my friend didn't warn me about the meet, then that was some something of negligence on their part. So, you know, we'd have to talk about it. I talk about it with them and explain the situation, yeah. and then and then we we hopefully resolve it in an amiable
1: way. And you're really not willing to take a side on anything, are you? <laughs> I
2: mean, worse. I mean, what, what, if,
1: if they didn't give me a warning ahead of time,
2: I would just go to my grandma's birthday party and tell them, sorry, I, I didn't know ahead of time and I've already made plans.
1: Hmm.
2: And tell them that I would, I would love to watch them uh, on the live stream.
1: <laughs> Fair. See, that's at least taken aside. All right. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but hopefully,
2: my friend would be understanding this hypothetical friend i mean which i I have many i have many friends but this hypothetical friend (laughs) you're not my only friends okay
1: i've got other (laughs) friends you're making a strong case um all right the new lifter tip for the week and i'll see if you agree or disagree eat during the meet sometimes adrenaline and nerves squash the appetite and lifters forget to eat this can have a catastrophic effect on your performance as the meat goes on and your body begins running on empty. Wesley agree or disagree. Okay. So I do agree,
2: but I have a very sensitive stomach. And so I have to be very careful how I time the food I take and what I eat. So for me, if I'm going to, you know, throw up and lose my brace, then I just want to think very
1: carefully about what I'm eating Stace.
0: So, um, and- coaching wesley at his last meet that he pulled such a big pr on his last deadlifts, i did encourage him to have some food and he brought a peanut butter brought some peanut butter crackers that he did not want to eat but that i did encourage him to eat because he would have plenty of time for it to digest and not hurt his stomach And I just want to make a note that he did pull a big PR after that food. And I think, I think eating during the meet is very important. I think you also have to work on that. I mean, it's always been said not to, you know, try something for your very first time, but you also need work on the timing and you need to work on what works for you some people like the whole chicken and rice some people just like like for me i just like a roll um but i do like a lot of caffeine um i think you just like everything else you have to practice it in the gym before the meat day are you trying to take my job stacy absolutely that was that, that,
1: that, that was that was a very good answer um Thanks.
2: Can I just provide some comment? There's two morals to the story. The first moral is always listen to Stacy. And the second moral is that peanut butter crackers are actually anabolic. <laughs>
0: just
2: for the for the the noobs at home, you need to know that about peanut butter crackers.
1: Peanut butter crackers. Yeah. So a a lot of what you were saying, Stacy, I agree. Like they're in general, yeah, you need to eat, but these are very arbitrary statements. So like we don't specify in this new lifter tip like only eat certain foods or only because it is very individual um but yeah the point you made about not trying something new on meat day 100 percent agree there um and different things work different for different people so you know i think that's yeah you guys are i think are exactly on point there so i like it that's all i have for the agenda is there anything like any any other what is it caboose story what's it called Playing story <laughs> what What's it called?
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: The, the end, like a like a bookend. No, you said you, you got to choose to pull the lever. Train was it? Train. Oh, train,
2: trolley, trolley problem. Tro,
1: trolley problems. Do you have any more trolley uh, problems? I would like to do one more. Those are. Fine.
2: Oh, I don't. I don't think I do. More dilemmas are common. We have to. We have to tread through life carefully. <laughs> I don't know what else to <laughs> say. <laughs> it's more like my word of wisdom to close
1: this out. Well, man, I'm kind of disappointed there. You got me all excited about this. I'm like, oh, give me another one.
2: Oh, what's your most fun, uh, crazy lifting story? Mine? Yeah, because you're, um, you're, you are our fearless leader. And
1: <laughs> I have a few. Um, I'm trying to think which ones I can talk about. It was in Nebraska. I can't remember what meet it was. But anyway, um, a bunch of us decided to go out afterwards. And one of our, one of our friends had a uh, little like hatchback, tiny car that was a four seater um we fit i think eight power lifters in that thing and three of them were 275 or heavier um oh, wow and when I, I don't even know where we went but i remember it was uh, very uncomfortable but that was fun um i'm trying to keep like semi so another another okay so another story um that one's kind of boring i'll give you something so the first time i actually got drunk was in South Africa 2004 at the World Championships. And everybody on the team basically found out that I didn't drink. So they made it their they made it their goal to get me blitzed at the at the after like after I got done lifting. So um I cake. Okay, like that's good. Otherwise Southern, that would just be me. Yeah, right. So so they introduced me to like Southern Comfort. So I had a couple so SoCo and Cokes. Um I think I had a couple like remember those like Bacardi silver Raz drinks that like college girls drank and that's the only people that drank them. Well, I like those. So anyway, I had like five drinks and was like completely blissed. And there's a picture of, uh, there's a picture of me face down on the, on the bed, like later that night that one of the lifters took and they put their, they put their, uh, their collegiate teams logo on it and said it was LSU. They said, it said LSU powerlifting, we build champions. And it's just a picture of me face down drunk on a bed, but it was a great, it was a great time.
2: Did you have any, how much time did you have for you before you had to fly back?
1: Oh, uh, sounds like I, just I like wanna,
2: an awful time. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say it was like, cause you stay for the whole, the whole meet and I was okay. one of the lighter weights. And I think it was like a five day meet, maybe something like that. Six, maybe. Um, so I lifted like day two. So I had the rest of the time to, you know, one coach, but I was also like able to just kind of hang out and have some fun. So. We we did get to go on a safari a safari and stuff when we were in South Africa that was kind of cool that actually happened before we lifted um, we flew out as a team early and uh, got to got to go see some stuff so that was cool nobody got eaten that was good
2: nice did you do any feats of strength with elephants and other large uh, savanna animals no no that's disappointing
1: well short of, short of like carrying them no. I threw a couple on my shoulders and like did some lunges.
2: That's what I was picturing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, st- standard stuff. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up. We've, we're hit about roughly half hour. That's usually where we try to keep it, but um, any closing thoughts from either of you about anything Charlie's story would be great if you had time to come up with one, but other than that.
2: Uh, okay. So real quick, do we have any, do we have a motto yet for the or a catchphrase for this podcast? I was thinking like, I was thinking like wrap it up by saying something like power on or <laughs> I guess it's all that comes to mind. That's all I got. I'm sorry, Josh.
1: <laughs> well, all right. Well, we're going <laughs> to anyway. All right. Nope. Serious. No. Uh Thank you guys both for being on. Um, appreciate it. And good luck this weekend as you guys go head to head in the tournament for the best list of top five tv show intros um it'll be interesting i don't know who i'm gonna vote for yet i'm gonna have to go listen to the song the songs again voting is saturday uh at pl ballads podcast on instagram if you have any questions comments concerns future topics of discussion you can shoot us an email at pl ballads podcast at gmail.com other than that we'll catch you guys next week thanks again for being on stacy and wesley later
2: power on you can cut that out (laughs) nope
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.